Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 44, Mark of the Ninja. My name is Steve, and with me, as always, is Phil. Hi! Hey, Phil, how you doing? How are, good, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. And well, I was also... told... I'm sorry, I was going to say, I was told last time that my, my highs are not enthusiastic enough, so I... No, you're, you're Who never, said that? You're sold, maybe, maybe, sold our, maybe our third person here said that. You said uh, Mr. <laughs> Randy, the editor and owner of ElderGeek.com, is with us as well. Randy, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. It has been a while. That's my fault. That's my bad. I was having a little bit of a, a rough week at work, and we had to delay the show a little bit. You know, uh, we just hate to delay it for such a good game like Mark of the Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, life happens sometimes, and you know, what can yeah. you do? Uh, so yes. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, what we do here on the Game Club is we will pick a game, usually a smaller title, indie, retro, classic. Uh, we play it for a couple of weeks, and then we get together and we record this podcast where we kind of give our thoughts, things we liked, things we didn't like. Not so much a formal review as it is just a conversation among friends. And this time around, we played the game Mark of the Ninja, uh, and Phil has prepared a little uh, bit of information about the game for us. Yeah, let's let's get up, let's get caught up to speed a little bit. If you don't know what Marker the Ninja is, so it's a side-scrolling stealth action game from, would you say Clay or Cly Entertainment? Ugh, uh, Clay. I'm gonna go with Clay. Yeah, sure. All right. Clay sounds good. Clay. Uh, I was hoping you were gonna go with Cly, Steve, because then if one of us was wrong, <laughs> then the other one was guaranteed to be right. So I'm gonna change my answer and go with Cly. <laughs> I was Why? just going to go all in, all in with the wrong answer. <laughs> I liked when you all agreed, because then I just thought it was settled, it was Clay. Cl- <laughs> all right, Clay, from here on out in this podcast, they are called Clay Entertainment. God, this podcast. Sounds good to me. Never pronou- <laughs> can't pronounce anything right. Anyway, the game is published by uh, Microsoft Game Studios. Uh, so Clay, I was about to say Clay. I had to force myself to say Clay. Anyway, they're best known for Shank, the Shank series, one and two. Uh, and they also created a game called Eats, and they handled the port of N Plus for Xbox 360 as well. Um, hmm. I put a little note in here just because I thought it was kind of funny. They were working on a game called Sugar Rush, which was canceled and has no relation to the Sugar Rush and Wreck It Ralph. I've been watching a lot of Wreck It Ralph lately, so it caught my caught my attention. I, st- I still haven't seen that film yet. Oh. Really? It's really good. Yeah. I mean, the girls are starting to kill it for me a little bit. I think I've watched it. I watched it almost daily since it came out. So, almost. oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that's they—they they have a habit of doing that. They'll just—they will just kill movies. Yeah, kids, yeah. Kids do that. Yeah, they, yeah. I never thought that I would be sick of Nightmare Before Christmas, but my daughter <laughs> did that for about a year and a half. It was like nonstop Nightmare Before Christmas, and by the end, I'm just like, I'm like. I hate this yeah. movie. I, I hate Tim Burton. <laughs> I hate everything about it. <laughs> yeah, we're like that with. Uh, they killed Tangled, and they've killed Aladdin. This is like the third time in my life Aladdin's been killed for me. Cause I've had, oh, like, it's kind of a shame that Aladdin was killed, because Aladdin's a good Disney. Well, player. I mean, it's held up so many. It's held up enough to where it has been killed a third time for me. So, I mean, you got to think about how many times I've watched Aladdin. <laughs> true, true. But anyway, Clay. Right, yeah, Clay. Clay, I'm sorry. Uh, it was formed in 2005. I thought this was, I thought this was kind of cool, too, by Jamie Chang. Uh, they're based out of Vancouver, Canada. Uh so he was a programming intern at Relic Entertainment, and then he formed this company. So he was only an intern. It wasn't even That's like awesome. he was. Yeah, it wasn't even like he was a regular employee in the business for years. He just did his own thing. 
I mean, that's what it sounded like. I, I guess I should have looked into it a little more. But anyway, they're currently working on a game called Don't Starve. Yeah. Yes, you can actually play Don't Starve right now. That's what I. That's what I had read. Yeah, it's in an open beta. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried it? Nope. Oh. Haven't had the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I was just curious. But yeah, you can go play it. Don't starve. And the inspiration behind Market the Ninja was the lack of stealthy ninjas, what we were kind of talking about in our in our um, Shinobi Three episode. Uh, la- la- lack of stealthy ninjas in video games, like you know, yeah. Ninja Gaiden and all that, where they're not stealthy at all. They're just ripping heads off of people and being maniacs. So the game was pitched to Microsoft Game Studios, and uh, they actually picked it up. That's how they got the console exclusive, because, as you might know, Shank was also on PS3 and all that, which I was actually surprised when we were playing this. I When I started, you know, I played the PC version, and when I started up and saw that Microsoft logo, I was kind of surprised, because I could have swore that this was also on PS3, but I guess it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember if it was on PS3. I know, I know for certain it was on 360. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not on PS3. It's not on PS3 at no, all. Yeah, yeah. That's Ooh. why when I saw that logo, I was like, oh, wow. I really thought it was on there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it was released on Xbox in September of 2012. And then it got a Windows release in October which of the same year, obviously. Um, which I thought was interesting because I usually thought that these Xbox Live games usually have like that year window like where they're exclusive. You know, like they just announced Fez and they just announced, um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the other, Dust, which I would like to do those on Game Club eventually. I would love to do Dust on, on Game Club as well. Yeah. But I think it's because, you know, I, I don't want to like start slinging accusations or anything like that. But I think a lot of indie developers aren't making as much money off of Xbox Live Arcade as they used to, like just say mm. two years ago. And now people are seeing a greater and greater success off of, you know, Steam and, and uh, other digital PC platforms. And so they're taking their games over there as well. But do you think... There's been a couple of other games that did that, too. Um, right. Can't, I, I can't, a couple of them I can't even think of off the top of my head. But, but these, like, these ones have been translating really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it's weird. I mean, I, you know, obviously Microsoft controls, you know, whether this game comes out on Steam or not. So I just thought it just seemed quick. Well, mean, let's just be grateful that it wasn't on games for Windows. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> or that you didn't have to log into it like you did on um what's it called the uh ufo game we were playing can't even think of it shadow oh shadow planet. yeah 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 shadow oh, planet it was the worst it was mm-hmm. the worst anyway the game critically acclaimed sitting at about 90 on metacritic which it could have been up or, or up or down since uh i should have confirmed that but uh yeah so there you go Critically acclaimed Mark of the Ninja 2D side-scrolling stealth action game from Clay Entertainment. Randy, I know you like to tell us how the, the game plays. You want to fill us in, or sure, I'll tell I'll tell you how the game plays. It is a 2D side-scrolling action game. I know we cover a ton of these, and uh, I guess most people would kind of hearken this best to a two-dimensional Tenshu type game. Um, you can. You can wall run, and in fact, wall running is incredibly easy. Uh, there's a grappling mechanic, so you can actually grapple directly to like certain ceiling fixtures and everything like that. But uh, the key is to not be seen. So uh, the enemies on screen, you want to do your best to sneak up behind them, and you can take them out with your sword and kill them that way. Or uh, you can go the more aggressive route and uh, be as brutal as you possibly can. But uh, you know, since it's a stealth game, you have a pretty limited health bar. 
So you can be incredibly brutal and, like, hang your enemies' bodies from, like, the light fixtures and everything like that in an attempt to have your enemies kill themselves. Um, so so there's a lot of really interesting mechanics with this game. So I, I don't really know how else to put it. It's a, it's a side-scrolling stealth game. Yeah, and, and, I mean, uh, that's the best way. That is the best way to put it. Yeah, side-scrolling stealth game. Think, think um, Ninja Gaiden, but instead of going up and hitting your guys, you're, you're doing your best to hide from the guys and then hitting them when they're not looking at you. Right. You know, that's it. Yeah. So, Randy, I know you love this game. I do. Steve, I love this game so what do much. You, what do you think of this game? Uh, It's okay to hate it. Tell me you hate it. Tell me why. And I'll tell you why you suck. <laughs> no no i just i uh lost my train of thought for a moment there sorry um no no i i really like this game a lot I, uh this game kind of falls into that same category uh what i was talking about last time with Sin- uh Cinemora, uh about the fact <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like certain games every now and then when i play them it kind of redeems my faith in video games and this is definitely uh, one of those i mean it's just a really well polished uh stealth game we don't get enough good stealth games anymore i don't think uh and the fact that this pulls off in a 2d game a better stealth experience than most of the 3d stealth games i've played in the last decade uh says quite a bit i think um uh the graphics uh, style in this game is, is really cool uh, when I first saw it, see, I, I've never played Shank, so I have no point of reference about those games at all. I know that there was some going back and forth last time about the Shank games. Um, right. <laughs> but, um, so I've never played those, and when I saw the art style for this, it's funny, the first thing I thought was, I thought that somehow Penny Arcade was involved, because it looks, it has that kind of style <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, yeah. of, of their artwork, uh, uh, what's, uh, Gabe, his, his style. So that was what I thought at first, and then uh, once I dug into it a little bit, I'm like, oh, no, these guys, this has nothing to do with that. But um, So it's got a really cool, unique, uh, cartoony uh, art style to it, um, which I, I think works really well, uh, surprisingly, for a game that's kind of dark in, in a lot of ways. Especially it's pretty graphic, with, yeah, too. Yeah, with, with, the, mm-hmm. with the, uh, the way you take with- guys out and everything. Um but yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I, I think the controls are pretty tight. Uh, if I had any one kind of minor thing, I always felt like, and I don't. This might have been a deliberate design choice with the controls, but like a lot of times when I would be moving, I'd feel like I'd stop, and my guy would still move for like a little bit more after that. And sometimes I found that to be a little frustrating. It would screw me up. Um, but uh, not too bad. Not too bad. That that's a minor gripe, I think. Yeah, Did I you actually, play with mouse and keyboard or, or controller? No, no, I played with a 360 controller, yeah. I was going to say, I actually hated his just regular walk. His, regular his walk, sneaky walk? It just, it like, drove me nuts. Like because he, he's doing it, like, very intentionally. It's like right foot, left foot, right, right foot, left foot. And yeah. it kind of just feels like he's got, like, rocks in his pants when he's doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he doesn't seem like he's light. He seems, like, heavy. Like, he seems like... Like, he just got out of the ocean or something. You know, he's, like, soaking wet. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> like no, I, I know what you mean. And I think that... I think that that was an unintentional result of them trying to get that animation of a sneaky movement of him right. walking. You know, that tiptoe movement. And I think I think you're right. I think it's kind of awkward that it does have this, like, sand-in-your-pockets feeling right. as you're doing it. 
I was actually th- thinking about the walk a lot because I was just like, what am I like? It's driving me nuts. Like I was just trying to like, and yeah, like I get that they were trying to do that tiptoe sneak thing, but at, at the same time, I feel like they could they they could have came up with something else. Like maybe his feet are just a little speedier, you know, but he's still being silent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I almost wonder if they did that intentionally to prevent you from walking, to use the other modes of transportation, mm. to like try to grapple across the environment right. or climb on the ceiling or, you know, one of my favorite little things is when you're hiding behind like a pot or a doorway or something, if you push right and then B, he'll like skip real quick yeah, just like in that. the shadows to the next cover as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that might be why they do it because as annoying as that walk mechanic is, I can't really say I use it much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it feels great when he's running. When you're running with him, it's like he's just flipping and doing all sorts of cool shit. Of course, everybody's hearing, everyone's hearing you yeah. while yeah, you're yeah. doing this. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you don't want to run that much. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I cut you off there, Steve. I just wanted no, no, to. No, 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 no. I, I, I kind of was just going to uh, agree with what Randy said is that I, I really didn't find myself walking a whole lot, especially once I could do the grapple thing. That was. Uh, I mean, I pretty much whenever I could do that, I, that was my preferred mode of getting around, which is grappling from from item to item. Um, I really liked the sound mechanic in the game. I loved, yeah. I loved how when you went too fast, there was kind of like that ping that went out from you and all like a sonar. Uh, yeah. And then like you, when when you were um, kind of trying, if you couldn't see where a guard was, sometimes you would see the little the little blip across the screen. I'm like making hand motions so people on YouTube can see what I'm doing. People listening on the podcast are going to have no clue. But, you know, you could see the little <laughs> the little uh, blip Like you could see the footsteps. Yeah you, could, yeah, you could see the sound of the footsteps, yeah. or whatever the, <laughs> exactly. the term is for right. seeing sounds. There I, is a term for that. But. I see colors. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I see sounds. Um which was really effective, and I, I thought it was just a cool, smart way to handle that. In a and I, just design design decisions like that is what made I th- made this game work so well as a two D stealth game. Uh, whereas I think uh, in the past, you know, there were other ways that they would do it in a in a three D environment, uh, where you just have more of a field of view of what's around you and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I like how... In, in like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Paul. I was going to say, I, I really actually like the way that um, his field of view works. Like, you know, if, say, you're standing in front of, like, a tall, like, box or something like that, he actually can't see over the box. So, like, what the game does is it kind of blurs out what he can't see. And I thought that was really cool. It was, like, a neat way of... You know, not being able to see everything, but but it gives you just enough of like an information. It shows you, you know, what's over, like, you know, what kind of terrain is over that area. But it's not actually showing you like what kind of guy might be over there or or, or whatnot. I'm probably doing a terrible job of explaining this, but um, well, it's kind of like I, I guess you you said it best when you're at like at an edge or something. You can peek up real quick and catch right. a glimpse of it, and then peek back down, and what you'll see will gradually like blur away until all you can see are just the sounds of the people moving around Mm -hmm. um the interesting thing about about that phil is when you when you finish the game and you unlock hardcore mode uh you can only see in the direction that he's facing on screen oh wow so if you're only facing right he can only see right and he can hear what's behind him you know kind of coming up in that typical pinging motion so that's cool it's really cool, and, and, and that's my one of one of the few beefs that I actually have about that. I think one of the best ways to truly experience Mark of the Ninja is to play it in hardcore mode. And and I'm not saying it like, oh, 
<laughs> you're only a real gamer if you play it in hardcore mode. But I mean, it, it really does a great job of emphasizing the game's mechanics by by forcing you to the, to use them. Right. You know, there's no there's no fudging your way through it. Then you can't just be like, ah, oh, heck, I goofed up. I'm just gonna kick these guys to death. You know, yeah. I bet you that was one of those things where the game originally was always played like that, and then they had play testers come. And they're like, I can't do it. You know? <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> and you're like, well, we got right. we, we to sell this thing, so, you know, <laughs> let's ease up on it a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, so, oh, were you going to... Oh, I was going to say, the, the other really interesting part about the stealth mechanic in this that I enjoyed, a lot of stealth games they do, um, older Splinter Cell games would have light meters, where you mm-hmm. would literally see how much light you were in. Mm-hmm. The most recent Splinter Cell game was if you were seen or visible you were in color and if you were invisible you were in black and white right and this it's sort of similar to this if you're in shadows uh you're in like full black ninja garb like mm-hmm. complete with face mask and everything but if if you're within a visible light spectrum it it, it appears you're you're actually wearing the color blue and you have right. like red face paint and you know you'll you almost change appearance completely and uh it's really neat it's a really neat mechanic mm-hmm. yeah it is cool. I mean, it's just like a cool visual thing to, sh- yeah, to show that okay, they can s- now they can see me. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I I like how you can sneak up on people and you do like these cool stealth kills or whatever. But when the one thing where I feel like it kind of falls apart is when you get caught, you're almost worthless. Like maybe or yeah. maybe I'm doing something wrong because you do the stealth kills and you know he whips out his sword and he slashes people in half and they die immediately. But when he gets caught, he doesn't use his sword. I, I mean, not that I know of. He just does fists, and he does these like quick punch like, punch yeah. combos. Yeah. And I guess the idea is they want you to run away. They don't want you to confront these people. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. Like I liked how. But I felt like it's saying I can't I can't defend myself. You know, like. And then you have like no health. So I feel like you know when you play something like Metal Gear, and you get caught. Of course, you still want to go run and hide because these guys are going to be on your ass forever. But like, I feel like in Metal Gear, I have a better, I can defend myself better. But yeah, I don't know. I don't mean, I don't know how much of a flaw it is, but it just kind of was just like I just felt worthless. You know, maybe I think that's just a different point of view, man. Like right. that point of view that you have is a pretty popular one. But I'm I'm of the exact opposite, where I don't want to be some kind of all all round badass killer guy. I want to be the you know, if I get caught, I want them to be able to kill me quickly because I want to be able to pay for my mistakes kind of thing. Right. And I think for stealth idiots like me who really, really like stealth games, that's kind of what we really like about them. It's that vulnerability if you get caught, and it's that mm-hmm. it's that motivation to stay hidden. Um, so I like that, you know. But yeah. I, I totally respect the fact that you don't like that. I, I actually avoided, tried to avoid killing anybody for that reason because I, I just didn't. It seemed like whenever I killed somebody, like a second later, someone would come out of the door and be like, "What was that?" You know, and then like <laughs> you were, you must have been screwing up. You must have been screwing up your stealth kills. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, no, well, I was doing the stealth kills, but I, I don't know. Well, you're right. I was probably screwing. Yeah, up because if, you because if they scream, or... well, if yeah. you, they they scream if you don't do it right. And that's oh, how they okay, alert. Yeah. That's it, how they it was alert tricky. people. Yeah, the stealth kills were tricky, and I like that they actually put something into it other than just like hit X to do. A, you, like you actually have to move the controller, the thumbstick, and and do it like a kind of a precise moment in order for it to to uh, fire off properly. 
Um, yeah, I almost want to call it a quick time event, but I hate to use that dirty it word. You it, know? To- it totally is. It totally yeah. is. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's reason for it, though. Right, you know, no. it's, it's the make it clean or not make it clean. Right. You know? Did they- I think a, a quick time event in that context where you're actually doing something is fine. I think a quick time event when like you're watching a cut scene and all of a sudden like a boulder starts rolling down the path and like, <laughs> yeah. you have to like start hammering on the x button to get yeah. out of the way in the are, middle are of you thinking scene. of a, a scene in resident evil 4 by chance i am that? actually <laughs> yes. that has it and then another one that uh, another game i played recently that had it was um uh metal gear peace walker had uh, during the cut scenes and you would actually fail the cut scenes you know, if you didn't, like, and that to me is just, it's like, come on. You know, like, I know, like, cutscenes are boring, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We've got to, like, you know, come up with a way to make them more interactive, but that's uh, that's not it. Yeah. My <laughs> my least, you know, preferred version of the QuickTime events is press X one time to do something way more epic than your character could ever possibly do within the game. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking of uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed, a game that I really liked. I mean, you would it would be like press X one time to slice an AT-AT walker like right up through the middle, killing the soldiers and stuff inside, and then watch it fall in half. It's right. like, well, why couldn't I just do that with my guy? Like, why why does this need to be a quick time event? Right. You know? Like God of War. God of War is like the king of that. Hit yeah. The, you know, hit the button and slash the Hydra's face into forty pieces and hmm. rip its throat out. One f- I gotta uh, correct myself. It, it, the ATST walkers. There's gonna be people uh, who are like, it wasn't an AT-AT walker, idiot. It was an ATST walker. <laughs> <laughs> One thing with the stealth in this game, and, and this is pretty much true for most stealth games, really. I mean, uh, I've always found it to be a little ridiculous when, like, the guard see you, and then and it kind of breaks that fourth wall a little bit. The guard sees you, uh, he shoots at you, and everyone knows you're there, and the alert meter goes off, and then you hide. <laughs> you manage to get away, and you hide, like, and then the timer ticks down, and the guard's like, huh. Guess it was my imagination, and then he just walks away. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, you're like you were like firing off half a clip at me. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That, but that's always just that seems to be part of uh, stealth games. I guess they have to have some mechanic to let it reset. But I don't know. I'd love to. Uh, I I'd love to see the stealth game where they just they don't stop. They just they're gonna hunt you down until they find you, and that's it. You know, like there is no there is no timer. Yeah, I, I get, but I guess that would be a really frustrating experience for people like at least this you know gives you an out and i don't, yeah. I don't know is hardcore mode like that randy i don't know because i didn't i i don't remember but it'd be neat if it was because I, I could be saying all this and someone in the youtube comments would be like um oh, dipshit you know you should play it on hardcore <laughs> mode noob. i i have hardcore mode unlocked on my 360 which i haven't powered up in a long time right now and i i for for game club i played it on pc because i wanted to see how big of a difference it was between the two and it's pretty big like just the, yeah. the graphical you know definition difference is pretty pretty remarkable mm, so yeah. plus you can oh. get it a lot cheaper on pc too yeah i think i got it um during some sort of stay some sort of sale for like four bucks yeah or i think it might have been the winter something. sale i got it for like four or five bucks yeah which is yeah. a phenomenal deal for a game of this this level of production and, and uh content yeah it is a tad on the short side, but again, like I said, I think the hardcore mode definitely adds some longevity to it. Yeah, is it short? And, yeah, uh, I, I'll admit, I only play. I played through like I think half of it, and it felt. I, don't, I put on like f- over like four, close to four hours, maybe over four hours. That's not bad. Yeah, I wish I, I, I wish I put on more, especially with the extra week. But I feel. Yeah. I feel. I've like, said. I've said in the past. I, like anyway, I, I think we've we've all kind of echoed the the sentiment that you know a shorter like really solid experience kind of trumps a game that's artificially 
uh, long and boring. Right, with a bunch of sequences that are just kind of like there to to make the game feel longer, like you somehow got your money's worth. Um, yeah. That being said, I spent five dollars on it and not fifteen or you know whatever it launched at. So uh, I yeah. guess I, I could possibly be skewing my uh, opinion, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's other, you know, there's other things that add to the longevity of the game too. There's the specific ninja suits that you unlock. Mm-hmm. Like there's the one that lets you not use swords at all, which kind of forces you to do the 100% no kill, you know, mm-hmm. mode through the whole game. Um, and you know, then there's a ton of other items that you can tinker with too. So for stealth people out there, I I totally recommend you know picking this one up. Also, I would say the throwing knives. Really, probably for like a ninja game. I mean, I best implementation of throwing knives where you can freeze that time for just a moment to line up your. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I think I cut you off there, Randy. I apologize. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was gonna say, like, this is the kind of game that there was, and I did this with like Tenchu and the older like Splinter Cell games, where you would play through the game the first time and and really have a good time with it, and the second time you play through it, you, you try to not kill anybody and have a really good time with it, and then the time after that, it's. You try to get through it as quickly as you can without being seen, and you know it almost like it gets more and more enjoyable as you go along mm-hmm. until you get to the point where you've just mastered the game and you walk through you it. You are you it. are a stealth master. Love stealth games. <laughs> I I did a little bit of this one with like I did some no kill on this um, for people that are watching it, but uh, it had been a while you know since I had played it last. So there was in the in the beginning portion of it, you'll see me doing some kills. And there was one part where I couldn't get past this one guy without killing him. And I was like, well, it's probably going to be boring having people watch me just constantly try to get by this guy, get <laughs> killed, and then restart it. So I just killed him and pushed forward. <laughs> but um, people who are trying to achieve a, a, a no-kill run on this will have an okay time with it because the checkpoints on this are pretty they are pretty generous. Yeah. You know? There's no, there's no quick save or anything like that. But if you die, you're not going back too far. Yeah, yeah, the checkpoints seemed uh, pretty, pretty forgiving. I really liked all the. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I, I I just uh, all the items and everything. I liked I liked how it had kind of like that upgrade system in it. Yeah. Uh, Phil's having a little audio problems for the folks at home. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. We'll be able to. Fix We're good. It in We're post. good. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you know it's funny we were talking about art style before, and and you were saying that it reminded you of of uh, of Penny Arcade. Mm-hmm. But I swear it totally reminded me of Phil's shit. Yeah, really? yeah, it's got. <laughs> yeah, I swear. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised that you didn't see it. Like the actual animated sequences, I thought they were very Phil Summersy. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I guess I guess just knowing, you know, I, I I thought the first thing I thought of was the that cardboard samurai thing that they do, and that it looked similar to that. <laughs> Me. Yeah. So I guess that's why I, I thought that. But yeah, no, no, I, I, I not to take anything away from from yeah, Phil's. The, anim- the animation on the, on the. I'm sorry. Uh, you're still. You guys are still kind of going in and out on me. So I'm sorry that I, I cut you off there. Um, it's okay. But the uh, the animation on the cutscenes sometimes it was like really awesome, and then other times it was just kind of like you could tell they're just puppeting the characters and flash or whatever. But uh, right. for the most part, I mean, pretty awesome animation especially like i'm i'm sure sure this game wasn't like this bajillion dollar budget thing mm. and, you know and it it looked really good so can i i also want to say that i i swear that the animation and, and the setting in it reminded me of the old gargoyles cartoon really 
yeah i don't know what it was about it like maybe it was the bad guy or something in it that really reminded me of the old gargoyles cartoon i know there's no (laughs) gargoyles at all in this game there's something about it that there is one on expert mode no i don't know (laughs) no no i could i guess i could see it with the backgrounds a little bit but the, yeah, the character- I, I hope that he, he does another one of these, to be honest with you. I, I would like another Mark of the Ninja, because, mm-hmm. like we were saying, there's not enough good stealth ninja-y games. And I think I would like it... You know, this is this is set in sort of a modern-day setting. Right. But my, my favorite part was actually the beginning, when they're running around in the big old, you know, Japanese castle and everything like right. that. And I'm not saying I lost interest as they go towards, like, the techie city or anything like that, but... I like the the classic gold Japanese style mm-hmm. setting. I feel like there will definitely be another one of these. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it seemed to have done pretty well. I I think. I mean, well, the, they did a sequel to Shank, also, right? They did a sequel yeah. to Shank. So if Shank's getting sequels, this has got to get a sequel, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't thing. like you didn't like Shank at all, did you, Phil? I did not like Shank. Is not that good. It's very. It's pretty boring. This is. A, a very good step up from Shank, and you can tell. Yeah. I I think the same has to be like the same team of artists and all that. Like animators were on this that were on Shank. Um, but yeah, game design wise and everything, like way better. I think. I mean, they're it's hard to compare them. They're you know they're very different games, but yeah, and you know this is I think clearly a more enjoyable game. Yeah. I will say this. This will be my final praise of the game. I I really think that the controls. I, I don't. I didn't play it much with mouse and keyboard because I have a 360 controller and it's it's a side scroller, so I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. But I really think that the controls are like dead on for this. Like when you want to jump onto the wall, he'll stick to the wall yeah. right where you want him mm-hmm. to. Where you want him to land, he'll land right there. And and for this kind of stealth ninja experience, I think that's really important. Um, oh you know, yeah, with old yeah. games like even with just Shinobi that we were playing recently, you know. I found myself at times getting kind of frustrated with the jump mechanic because mm-hmm. there was that, that double jump that you had to time absolutely perfectly. And he had like the old Mario one type jumping, or I, I guess it would be more like uh, um, Castlevania type jumping where once you start jumping, you're going to land right where you, where you land. Yeah. I feel like it was really just perfect controls on this. I often wonder about like those old jumping mechanics, like things like, like the double jump, for example, like how much of that was intentional and how much of it was just limitation of programming back then right you know and it was just like well you know we don't have any way to we've we've started the function that you know tells this guy he's jumping and and you know if you're going to do anything else you only have this window to do it and or, or else it's just not going to hmm. fire properly um but i don't know that for a fact that's just me wondering as a programmer uh what, yeah. what went into you know those early uh mechanics and, and making them work with what limited resources they had and now with more powerful machines and and um kind of more robust programming languages to put these things together i i imagine they just have a lot more freedom with those types yeah. of things yeah steve did you hang anybody from the uh the rafters get them to shoot another guard uh no no i never never pulled that off uh, no no like i said i really did not try to kill people very often and when i did it was just like stupid stuff like poorly timed uh stealth kills that would alert everybody to my presence so yeah <laughs> i yeah. did i did try to play it uh i tried to rp a ninja you know i was i was uh getting in the head of a ninja and i'm like i'm not 
Sorry about uh, I can't. If you're talking to me, I well, can't the nice hear part you. is you could you can RP the the role of like the mega deadly ninja yeah, as well, yeah, and you know do do crazy stuff like hang your enemies from the from like light poles and crap like that. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the first time when I saw that, like, because you look through the upgrades and it's like, you know, to kill one of your people and hang them, and I was like, really? Yeah, all right, I'll try that out. And and the first time you do it, you like literally hang a body just to scare the the rest of the enemies. And I'm like, that is a really <laughs> cool idea. Um, yeah, well, it, it, this game more than anything makes me really miss the Tenchu series. <laughs> I never played any of those. Did you? Did you, Steve? Yeah, I played uh, the first one. Definitely, I remember playing on the PlayStation One. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tenchu One and Two were on the PlayStation One. I they were both good. I don't remember the second one as much, but I remember. You know, back when the PlayStation One came out, a, f- a friend of mine had it. Well, I-, I had one as well, but I just remember he had a PlayStation One and he had Tenchu, and I think all he did was play Tenchu for like a really because every time I'd go <laughs> hang out at his house, he just was playing that all the time. So uh, that was that was kind of my uh, experience with it. And yeah, that was a cool game, and it had a it had a very similar kind of feel to it in terms of uh, well, I mean, in that the the Asian because uh, uh, the ninjas. You were run- well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, were there ninjas? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm saying here makes absolutely no sense at all whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, but it, the first Tenchu game doesn't it start out and you're at a at a school, like you're at like a like a ninja academy or something. I you're think like, your your training mission is in like a ninja academy, but right. your first official mission is is actually within a little fortress kind of thing, and okay. you. And you have to break into the center castle and kill the guy inside. Yeah. That might be a good one. I know we might, we might. I don't know. We could hit our ninja quota for the year, but Tenchu might be a good one to revisit. Wow. Well, yeah, we would have done. Uh, let's see. This one we just did. Shinobi. Are, are there any other ninja games we've been hitting up lately? Not, not so far. But that would be three in one year. That would be pretty, pretty wild. Ye- year oh, of yeah. the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Game I can get behind it. Game Club's Year of the Ninja. Ninjas are awesome. <laughs> That's actually one of the main thesis statements of uh, the next episode of 25 Games for My Son. Ninjas are awesome. Yeah. They're really yeah. cool. But not so, that ninja. Not that ninja, but that but because ninjas are so awesome, that's why you make stupid decisions sometimes and buy shitty games like Wrath of the Black Manta. Yeah. <laughs> The ninja who who gets woken up at like two in the morning with the phone call and he's dressed in complete ninja garb. <laughs> Dude, uh, I I really I didn't write this at all, but I I've been trying to find a, a spot to put it into the script. But I swear there is a guy that you rescue on one of the levels in Wrath of the Black Manta, and he looks just like Neil Diamond. <laughs> I believe it. And like the late seventies Neil Diamond nice. too. Not. Oh <laughs> God, that game. Hey, I want to play it. <laughs> Don't. Going, I'm going after do, to. After doing Shinobi, you can't you can't go back to Wrath of the Black Manta. Uh, oh well. So, but anyway, so, Mark of the Ninja. I got. I really have nothing else to say. Um, I I can't remember what we officially scored it on on our EG video review. I I think it might have actually gotten worth trying. But wow, you didn't give you, it a worth if, buying. I think so, but if it if it was me from my personal perspective, it would be like buy it. <laughs> oh, you did not you did not write that review for marketing. I don't think I wrote that review. No, oh, okay. no, that was I think I was writing a different review at the time, and somebody else kind of did that one to kind of cover as many games as we possibly could. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Well, we did right. get a uh, an email from Thomas, 
and Thomas said, I really enjoyed Mark of the Ninja. Art style was great, gameplay was great. I didn't try the mouse and keyboard, but I highly doubt it would be as good as the controller. I used an yeah. Xbox 360 one. The story wasn't amazing, but I did enjoy it, and the end actually made me think about the choice there is. I also really enjoy playing through levels again on New Game Plus with the different outfits and their different abilities. So, mm. cool. Thank you, Thomas. Shen, who is doing his uh, video game backlog on our on our live stream, he just did Mark of the Ninja not too long ago. And while I was watching him play, he he played with mouse and keyboard, and he said that he had zero problems with it. Wow. He was he was doing really well with it too, with cool. mouse and keyboard. So I don't think mouse and keyboard should hinder anybody with it. Hmm. That is interesting. I. I, I did not try it, and, and now I kind of wish I had, because I'd like to, uh, if they implemented it well, it would be interesting to see a game like this be playable on Massive Keep. I, I imagine maybe, like, marking your targets and stuff with the mouse would probably be a little more intuitive than using the thumbstick to kind of point mm. the, the line at where you want it to go. Right, right. I yeah, could... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really give it a chance. Hmm. Give it a chance. Again, I have my 360 controller, so why would I even... Yeah, you know, yeah, why, kinda... why, why, you know, why fix something that ain't broke? Exactly. That's that's kind of the nice thing about it is it, it kind of for games like this on the PC it it gives you that experience of not quite big big comfy couch but almost. Mm-hmm. It depends on the size of your monitor and how comfy your chair is. Uh, I have a I have, <laughs> well, I, I have a twenty seven inch monitor, but it's about uh, uh, it's about I don't know that far away from my face so that's about how that's i've got the same thing as you it's yeah. about that far away from my so face it's kind of like sitting across the room from like a 50 inch tv i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> only my only it's way worse on my eyes i imagine i'll be blind yeah. by the time i get by the time i get to 40 i'll be basically blind <laughs> so oh well what are you gonna do phil any last thoughts from you man any uh yeah i hated um... it loved it I, you know, I don't know if I loved it. It's weird. I, I was, I've been trying to figure this out, too. I mean, we had an extra week to play this game, and I didn't actually play it. I played it the other night just because I wanted a refresher. But, um, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's where I am in my life, like what I'm playing. But, like, I, I, I had a hard time. I don't know. After I wrapped up a session of it, I was never like, oh, I can't wait to get back and play this again. And I'm not sure if it's just because, like, I just hated the idea of having to come down in the basement, turn on the computer, be on the computer again. Like, I, I'm wondering, like, if I had it, like, on my DS or something, if I would have played it more or a bit more into it. So I don't... Because I, I like everything about it. Like, I have, like, really nothing bad to say about it other than the fact that I hate his his shit pants walk. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's my only complaint, really, is, is I hate that. It's built up in the cuffs at the bottom. Right, yeah. Like, you're just walking through poop. Um, you know, so, I, other than that, I mean, I, I like pretty much everything about this game, yet I never was just like, oh, I can't wait to get home and play Mark of the Ninja tonight. So, I don't know, like, I don't have an answer for that, and I wish I did. I was thinking about it. I was like, why am I not... I like this game. I like everything about it, but why am I not like a di- Why do I not want to come home and just play through this game and finish this game? And I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Dude, I wonder if this was on your 3DS, if you'd be playing it more often. Yeah. This would make a pretty cool 3DS game. Yeah. I mean, cause that's kind of the way, like, you know, these portable games is like what I have time for in my life now. So it's like right now I'm playing, um, Luigi's mansion and, 
you know, it's just cool. Like, I can open up Luigi's Mansion here and there and close it. Like, if the kids are, you know, keeping occupied, it's like, oh, I can get 15 minutes of Luigi. And I pop open the lid. I'm left off right where I was. Or I'm taking a crap, and I can play for 15 minutes there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or you know, I'm, I'm laying in bed, and it's like, okay, I'm going to play for 20 minutes. Um, so that's where I can get all my games in. Uh, it's, it's hard for me lately to just, like, sit down and, and force myself to, like, get through i don't know I, I i'm not sure i don't have it i don't really have an answer here i wish i, I think could. even like in terms of art style it would work really well on a 3ds because you would think of him going into the background as he's hiding in doorways and moving oh, yeah. towards the foreground as he's like hiding behind pots and stuff and even the soldier's guns which i didn't notice when i was playing it on my 360 but you'd notice it more on the pc the soldier's guns are 3d models and as they swing their guns you can actually see it in three dimensions and so uh, right. stuff little stuff like that would be really yeah. really cool on the 3ds it would be cool or even now i want this to be on 3ds and now i kind of <laughs> want a 3ds <laughs> or if this comes to 3ds i'll buy a 3ds <laughs> it, it will ne- i'm sure it will never come it can't it can't come to 3ds it's a microsoft with thing. microsoft studios <laughs> no it'll never come <laughs> um or even just like you know i haven't played my wii u in forever but when i was playing like the one game i have for it Mario, I played through all of Mario on the gamepad. Like I never played it on TV, so it's really, just, yeah. I, I always I played through that whole game just on the gamepad because like I just don't use the TV. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cause I can play it up in my bed, and that's where I would play it. So wild. It is. I don't know. I'm going through a, a phase or something. I don't... <laughs> we gotta get you more time off of work. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Steve? Any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I can't think of any reason that someone would just say not to check this game out. I mean, it's it's a it's a great game, and it's a, been out for a while now, and you're most likely be able to find it on sale. And uh, I'm, I'm I imagine if you only have a 360, then there's definitely a demo version. I don't remember if there's a demo version on Steam or not. Um, Let me to look. But. That. Wait, no, I can't look. I'm in offline mode right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't look. The whole, the whole podcast will crash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, at the very least, if you have a 360, check out the demo. But, I mean, look for this thing on sale. It's always, if, if you're put off by whatever the price tag is now, I can't imagine it's more than $10. But uh, if you can get it cheap, hey, do it. It's a great game. Really good stealth game. Yeah, guaranteed. Somebody's gonna say, "Oh, another side-scrolling platformer." No, this is so different than like. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't call this a platformer in, in any. Yeah, it's a stealth game. It's Metal Gear yeah. in two D. Which man? Yeah, which I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it's Tenchu in two D. Yeah. See, I never played Tenchu, so I can't say that. You keep saying Metal <laughs> Gear, and it's just it's getting me all whipped up into a frenzy. For Metal Gear Five, you mean, or you just yeah, yeah, like, oh. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so much excitement, so much excitement. Now that I will, f- I'll figure out a way to make time for that game. <laughs> are we, we going to be playing Metal Gear Solid Five on Game Club? Is this something we're Ooh. all going to be playing? Yeah, if we're all I mean, playing, we, could, it. we haven't done a, we haven't done a big title in a while. What if we we could always do a like an older Metal Gear game too? If we wanted to kind of stick with the uh, but I guess I'm, we'll a, hey, I'm up for I'm up for any Metal Gear. I love them. <laughs> all, all the Metal Gear. All, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I do. I can't help it. 
They're fun. Yeah, they are. Although Peace Walker was the only one I really couldn't get into. But I've never tried Peace Walker. I, I feel like if I played it with like the DualShock or something, I would like if I played the HD collection one, I'd be more into it. It's I was considerably it better. Yeah, I've played both. I've played both, and the the HD version is is much better. Yeah, hmm. playing on PSP was really. It's like a dual stick game, and there's no second stick, and it's just like. A right. Nightmare. So they they come up with like wacky ways to try to make that work and it yeah. just doesn't work like, i yeah, remember that, like, that call of duty game on that on the psp as well and that that is also a dual stick game and it was like it was just hell trying to control that game mm-hmm. yeah like i remember like the first thing you need to do in peace walker if i remember correctly is it's like select a grenade and blow up this gate and i could not freaking <laughs> select a grenade i could not select it like i just couldn't do it i don't know there's something wrong with me i was like <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm pretty good at games. Like, you know, if they tell me to do something, I can usually figure it out. But, like, you have to hold in all these buttons and shit to get the right menu up. Mm-hmm. It's a bit yeah. much. I mean, I did eventually blow the gate up, but there was, there, there was frustration involved. I'm sorry. I'm going on tangents here. It's uh, <laughs> quite all right. Quite all right. <laughs> so uh, so what are we doing next time on uh, here on the Game Club? Uh, we're doing... Uh, I don't Primordia? Know, Primordia or Primordia or however you want to call it. It's a kind of a it's a kind of that old school PC kind of vibe to it. Uh, point and clicky, point and clicky but it's not, adventure type. It's not old thing. though, right? It's not old. It just recently came out, like within oh. I think it came out the end of uh, 2012, if I remember oh, okay. correctly. November or December. But uh I could be wrong on that, but uh, that was roughly the time it came out. And uh yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's a game I've been kind of itching to to put some time on, and uh, it's should be interesting. Yeah, I've been in the same way, Steve. It's been one of those back burner games when I get free time games, and and it's kind of nice that we're forcing ourselves to play this one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So look forward to that cool. in a couple of weeks. We'll be putting that out, and uh, yeah, should be good. Yeah, sweet. Oh. D- do we have a we have a guest for that that episode too, right? Uh, we do. Yeah, we have uh, Joe f- uh, from the Upper Memory Block podcast is going to be joining us on that episode, so that should be cool. Awesome. His, his show is. Uh, we'll talk about it more when he's when he's actually on. But he does uh, a, a podcast that um, focuses on DOS and pre Windows XP gaming. Nice. So, oh, wow. Uh, he uh, yeah, this seemed like a perfect fit to have him on the show, and uh, should be fun. Some, we can probably chat with that guy for years. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah. some Commander yeah. Keen and stuff. Is that what he's playing? He does, yeah. <laughs> he does his homework. He does he does some pretty extensive research for each episode and really. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's I, cool. I think it'll, it'll be a lot of fun having him on the show. And so please look forward to it in two weeks here. Nice, on Elder Geek. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you click that subscribe button up there and subscribe, subscribe. to the channel. Sub subscribe. <laughs> Or whatever the hell I just said. Subscribe. (laughs) Subscribe. Um, (laughs) He's just below the scribe in the hierarchy. Uh, (laughs) He's a subscribe. Oh, man. What the hell? I'm really tired tonight. Sorry for anybody watching this who's like, what the hell is wrong with him? I'm like like a zombie tonight, like exhausted. So I apologize if I'm less less articulate than usual. Um, <laughs> so yes, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Head over to ElderGeek.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, 
Twitch TV, check out the channel there. There's some great stuff going on there. Shen's streaming his insane amount of backlog games that he's trying to get through. And uh, Trevor and those guys do uh, two-button panic every week as well. So uh, check out the Twitch TV channel. Look for more great video reviews and features from Randy here. And check out Phil's channel over at Chamoozle. If you haven't already, you definitely should because he's got some great stuff, as we mentioned. Excellent cartoons, and I don't do anything, really, aside from this podcast. <laughs> you run so. this podcast, and, and this podcast is awesome. Speaking of the podcast, uh, it's available on iTunes, an audio version for any of you who are watching it who want to maybe take it on the go with you and listen. Uh, it's up on Stitcher Radio, and it is also available on the Zune Marketplace, which... Is there still a Zune Marketplace? I don't know. I call it that, but I don't think it's actually <laughs> called that anymore. I think it's like... <laughs> Uh, whatever that is but we're also you know we're out on a bunch of things really you can if you want to find us you can is was what we're saying yeah i i recently converted uh to being an android user and uh having been an iphone user for many years and i was surprised as i started going out and grabbing various ways to listen to podcasts that i was finding our show on them I'm like, that's awesome. How the hell did we get on here? <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I was happy about it. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's great. I'm, I'm glad you're doing something right, Steve. It's just kind of amusing. I guess I don't know. It was kind of amusing. I'm like, oh, I don't remember submitting to this, but I'll take it. That's great. That's awesome. So look for us at any of those places and leave us some feedback, uh, some ratings. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. So, with that being said. I think that uh, about does it for this episode of the Game Club. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure as always. Yeah, it was fun. So uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, guys. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs>